0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Australian Grape and Wine podcast. Today, we are in conversation with Jason Amos. Uh, My name's Lee McLean. I'm the General Manager of Government Relations and External Affairs at Australian Grape and Wine. And um, and as I I mentioned today, we have Jason Amos with us. Jason is the Managing Director of Lalamond Australia, a business that will be well known to many in our industry. uh, And also a, a business that we're proud at Australian Grape and Wine to have as an affiliate member. Um, And also, um, really importantly, Jason is also the newly elected chair of the Wine Industry Suppliers uh, Australia Network, which is a terrific achievement and a really good appointment um, for the organisation. So, Jason, welcome to the podcast. Thanks very much, Lee.
1: It's great to be uh, here. And uh, I've been really enjoying um, the content over the last couple of weeks, hearing from uh, Canberra and Jim Caddy and also Mark Christick as well. So uh, it's a great concept that you're uh, running here.
0: Oh, well, I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. So, look, today, I just wanted to um, pick your brain a little bit about a few things that I think are going to be interesting to our listeners. Um, and essentially, what I want to talk about is, is, is risk. And in two, 2020, you know, it has really been a year that's been defined by doing our best as an industry association and as, as individual businesses to, to manage risk. We've had, you know, at the very start of the year, a number of regions still in drought. Then we've had fires, smoke, COVID nineteen, and the uh, and and all of the the restrictions in terms of travel and um, uh, travel and on premise sales and the like that went with that. Um, of course, now we are facing some really significant trade tensions, particularly with China. Um, and in the lead up to vintage, we know that there are so many different industries around the country, and we're one of them um, facing some really tough challenges in terms of accessing labour in the right sort of places around the country. So it has really been a a difficult year and we've all been working as hard as we possibly can to manage risk as best we can. While I'd love to say that with with any sort of confidence that at the stroke of midnight on the December 31, this year um, we'll see a completely new year and everything will be better, we know that there will be more risks to manage. And um, I want to talk to you a little bit about some of those risks in relation to um, to the La Niña uh, weather event that we're likely to likely to experience in the coming months. But perhaps before I go into that, I, I just wanted to give you another risk that I, I sort of see on the, the future, and I think it'll feed well into our conversation. Um, with this this China situation, um, you know, there's a lot of unknowns with this. But one thing that I'm pretty confident of is that it's not going to go away anytime soon. Um, with the with with the, the the lack of demand coming out of China, we know that that's likely to flow on through the supply chain, so that you'll have a you'll have less demand in terms of wine, less demand in terms of wine grapes, and that's going to put put pressure on over the coming years um, to make sure that those commercial relationships between grape growers and winemakers are um, are really um, are really strong. It's going to be it's going to be a, a difficult thing to navigate for for a few people around the industry, I suspect. But in terms of risk management before we get into sort of some of the things that you do in the winery, Jason, I just wanted to talk about what I'm sort of thinking about as the three Cs uh, that grape growers and winemakers can do to help manage um, those contractual uh, issues in the coming months and years ahead. Firstly, making sure that we've got really strong contracts in place. Secondly, um, I'll shamelessly plug the Australian Wine Industry Code of Conduct, which I think provides um, some really good avenues for, for mediation um, and and um, solving uh, solving you know things where things do get a little bit difficult um, and it also provides some some really good general sort of rules rules and racing for those commercial relationships. And critically and I think this is where you you come in as well Jason, the communication between great growers and winemakers all suppliers and other areas in the sector are, are going to be really important. So I just wanted to throw that little bit in there. Uh, at the beginning Um, but now maybe we'll shift on to some of the work that you do and particularly when we talk about La Nina. Um, We know that La Nina brings a high probability of rain and disease pressure and the like. Would you think that that is probably one of the biggest risks that grape growers and winemakers are facing over the next little while Jason?
1: Yeah well listen uh, Lee I think it's it's one of many uh, risks and uncertainty that's coming into the equation. I think um, as, as you've mentioned, Lee, uh, we've had three years of drought, um, and um, the El Nino has been declared, and doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be more rain. Like we had the last rain event that we had was in 2011. It's got it's got a higher probability of that. Um, but I would also put into the into the mix here, Lee, is that the the total changes in supply chain have been a lot. Like you mentioned with with um, Uh, COVID and also with China, and there's been some big fundamental shifts between off-premise and on-premise sales, uh, supermarket sales, direct-to-consumer, and also export. So, if we look at the complete supply chain, there's so many new unknowns that we have within that, and I think in terms of managing risk, what we need to do is – as you explained, is is really openly communicate uh, throughout the sector and, and throughout your suppliers there as well. Um, particularly on on what changes uh, are happening and then also what are we trying to achieve and what are we trying to mitigate the this.
0: Yeah, and I think as, um, as we've noted in the past, um, 2011 was a really difficult year for so many growers and so many winemakers around the country. and. Um, you know, when I look at the calendar now, it's actually quite a long time ago and there's been quite a bit of, um, you know, we, we've had a, a very different set of circumstances over recent years in terms of drought, dry conditions in particular across large parts of Australia. So I think, you know, one one risk that I see is that, uh, you know, a lot of people in our sector, while they may not have forgotten that it happened, um, they'll have to really adjust how they go about managing their, managing their vintage this year if those yeah. increased rain events actually you know come to pass and those disease pressures um come up i mean one of the things that i often hear is that you know d- doesn't just increase doesn't increase rainfall just mean um yeah, higher yields but it's it's much more specific than that isn't it you know what are what are some of the specific risks that
1: that yeah my makers um, might face yeah i think you know what i'm seeing uh, coming across our desk at the moment is also um um there is a skill shortage, a labour sh- shortage that we've got coming into the next season. Um, it's very difficult to get international workers and uh, even interstate workers um, uh, coming across the um, uh, the borders are becoming more and more difficult. Um, and so, by virtue of that, we've got other challenges that are that are coming into um, uh, into in, into the production and the operation and. 2021 is a year, Lee, where we need robust and reliable solutions. It's not a year where uh, I'd be looking to experiment or trial uh, lots of new things. We need to, as a sector, um, communicate with our suppliers and communicate um, uh, internally on what works really, really well. And if I can take that from the vineyard perspective, Lee, um, you know, you uh, the grape growers have had three years of drought, and and now we've got more disease pressure coming in. Um, we need to be listening to what's happening in the vineyard and working with um, the grape growers on determining when is the right time to harvest. And and there's going to be compromises that will be made uh, in terms of um, uh, disease pressure and or um, uh, flavour and phenolic maturity um, combined with. Um, Operational efficiencies going through through the winery here as well. So there's a number of uh, factors that are at play, and I think uh, with us not talking about risk or, or not being aware of the risk, um, uh, risk is something we've got to look at what we can control, and that's what we need to be looking at within our businesses. I,
0: I couldn't agree more with that, Jason. I think that's a really a really good observation. That that um, taking a cautious approach. Uh, to, to this vintage is likely to be the best one. And if we can just, the best, the best way to go. And if I could just sort of touch on that labor issue, I was just thinking about this this morning. I mean, out of all of the issues that we've dealt with this year that have been, yeah, many of which have been really challenging. This has been one of the most challenging for me to deal with because of course, that access to foreign, uh, foreign workers, whether they are working in vineyards or working in wineries or servicing some of the technical equipment uh, that that wineries and, and viticulturists may may use in their day to day job, um, you know, a lot of these people come from overseas, and it is a very very difficult situation for us as an industry, and of course it extends right across horticulture and, and other agricultural industries as well. So it's a it's a very very difficult one, and and we hope that um you know in in the spirit of that that sort of cautious approach that you were talking about, um, any solutions that we can that we can get along the way from from other organisations are very much welcomed.
1: Um, So in terms of... Yeah. I was just going to say, Lee, I was just going to add into that as, you know, uh, one of the things that that we see, you know, quite often in terms of, let's say, open and transparent communication is when things are difficult and when things are tough, That's quite often not communicated and it's sort of left behind the scenes. And I I think if we look at the the complete um, uh, supply sector, um, you know, grape growers, suppliers, winemakers, and even going out to, um, you know, uh, end users and and distribution channels, um, when things are going difficult, we need to communicate those difficulties throughout the supply sector. So then, because there's lots of options and solutions. Um, whether it be growth growers or your suppliers, that can actually help mitigate some of these risks in, in the equation.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and the, the reality is that this year, next, and probably the year after that, um, there are always difficult conversations to be had. But um, as, a, as a rule of thumb, I think you're always better to try to be upfront and transparent about those conversations as, as much as you possibly can. And um, it, it, it's certainly the, the best way to, to try to manage those those relationships and that's where things like the code of conduct um, can come into play as a, as a means to helping those conversations along. Um, so I think we've talked a little bit about some of the, some of the sort of broader risks that winemakers and grape growers are likely to face in 2021. Now um, from your perspective and, and speaking on behalf of the, the Wine Industry Suppliers Australia uh, organisation, what are some of the things that suppliers can do to um help produces this vintage. Um, and when I say that, I bear in mind as well that of course grape growers themselves are suppliers as well. Yes. Um, is is there anything in particular that that you're sort of focused on or you would be recommending the businesses be um, businesses be taking a closer look at?
1: Yeah. Listen, I think what we need to be looking at is robust and reliable solutions throughout the entire supply chain. Uh, is what we need, and we need to have uh, really good communication channels that is adaptive uh, to to the need, and that becomes both on a um, uh, on on both sides of the equation. So, um, what I would say is, you know, uh, like I mentioned before, um, the suppliers and also the grape growers. They've got a lot of experience in dealing with some of the challenges, technical challenges that we're looking at in terms of uh, preparing for more of a wet year. Um, and uh, if we look at it as what we see in terms of winemaking operations, they've come off the back end of three years of drought. So when you look at your costs and the operations that you've done over the last three years um, they're not going to be the same when we look into vintage 21 so depending on uh, uh, the fin- financial constraints or the um, people's uh, experiences there's going to be more challenges here so we need to you know we need robust and reliable solutions and we need open communication here.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. I think it's very, very sound advice. Um, well, Jason, I, I don't have too much more to add to this or, or many more questions. Do you, do you have any questions for me before we uh, before we maybe have a little chat about what we might be putting in our glasses this Christmas?
1: Whoa. Uh, no, listen, I, I think the only the only thing that I would put here is that 2020 has been a year where we've had to adapt look at the uh, uh, the waters and the seas in front of us, they don't look very calm for 2021. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I would I would really just bring it back to the human element where we have to look after our family, we have to look after our staff and our colleagues um, and, and the relationships that we have around with us. So, you know, we have to go back to the basics that, that we need to be looking at through from here. Um, and I think that's really the key moving forward. And hopefully, uh, you know, we will have uh, easier seas moving forward. But at the moment, some some businesses and some people, it's pretty rough going at the moment.
0: Yeah, spot on. It, it certainly is. And and I mean, you look at some of those cash flow issues that businesses is have had to deal with this year, they've been really, really difficult. But I think, as you say, um, taking an approach where we're sort of putting our colleagues and putting our family and our friends first, Um uh, is a pretty good a pretty good uh, basis from from which we can do business um, as 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 best as we can over the next little while. So, look, as I said, normally uh, I record this on a Friday afternoon, and I sort of ask my guest what might be in their glass for the weekend. But we're actually recording this on a Monday, as you know, Jason. So, I reckon uh, with Christmas just a few days away, let's have a chat about what we might be enjoy on christmas day i'll I'll start if you like i'm very lucky to uh have a nice bottle of aris sparkling in the fridge and i reckon that's going to be a terrific way to start the uh start christmas day off um hopefully with a good bit of crayfish if i can secure some here in canberra What what are you looking into
1: Listen, uh, we've got the family coming around. I think it's going to be a nice sunny day here uh, in Adelaide. Um, We'll probably start off with, I think, um, an Americano that's a a beverage made by Bryn at Chapel Hill. um, And uh, it's a vermouth uh, spritz, um, closely followed by, uh, I would say, possibly a grosset riesling, uh, which will go down really well with the pork that we're having for lunch on on, uh, Friday afternoon. Well, that sounds
0: fantastic. So, look, everyone, um, everyone who's listening, um, we, we really hope that you have a very Merry Christmas and we hope you enjoy a glass of Australian wine. We're certainly promoting um, everyone to, to make that choice if they're at the bottle shop to, um, to make sure they make a choice to, to buy an Australian wine this year um, to help help out our industry as much as they possibly can when you're enjoying a wine do it with food, do it with family, do it with friends and do it in moderation um, and it's a great way to, uh, it's a great way to enjoy your Christmas day. So look Jason, thank you very much for your time today. I think it's been a terrific conversation. Um, if anyone has any questions for Jason or myself, um, perhaps the best way to get in touch is, is to send me an email LWE at agw.org.au uh, and we can we can make sure any questions you might have get to Jason. Uh, and uh, we hope you have a Merry Christmas, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, everyone. Ripper Lee, thanks very much. Cheers.